Welcome back to the Sources of Strength podcast, episode three, called the What Helps Us Movement, Anger. I'm your host, David. And I'm Miss Tonelli. And this episode, we are excited to welcome the former vice president and not the vice president, you're the principal, <laughs> and now the principal, the former vice principal and now principal of Hopewell Valley Central High School, Miss Riley. Miss Tonelli, Miss Riley, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty great, David. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Miss Riley. I am wonderful. Thank you for asking. Awesome. <laughs> Guys, we have anything coming up this week? I mean, it's Wednesday. It's, you know, the hump day. That's a very old commercial, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's going to be warmer this week. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to get outside, so get I know some fresh air. Last episode, all I talked about was it being cold. <laughs> and now it's warm, so I can be, now I can, all I can talk about is being warm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't like the winter in here. <laughs> totally agree. Today I am heading over to the track meet, and then I'm going to the girls' basketball game and stopping by a couple of rehearsals, maybe for the play or indoor color guard. So we've got a lot of good activities, and uh, my plan is to stop by and see what's going on. Awesome. All right, so what section of the wheel do we feel uh, strongest in today? Ms. Tanelli, you want to start that off? Sure. So I would say I feel the strongest uh, in healthy activities. Now that it's getting warmer, I was able to go outside this weekend. Um, and I also have just like picked up some books that I have lying around at home that I've like had on my list. I find like reading super relaxing. Um, so I'm glad that like I'm able to, you know, start reading all those books that I just have. Like I have a huge stack in my room. What are some of the uh, books there? We're going to throw in now a little book club for you on this <laughs> podcast. What are some of the books that are in that uh, stack? Let's see. I just read Behind Her Eyes. I can't think of the author, but it's a Netflix show now. And then also just some like counseling related books. I'm trying to like just build my counseling library. I'm just going to nod my head because I don't read anymore. <laughs> I don't read leisurely, so I'm going to leave that to you. But Miss um, Riley, what section are we feeling strongest for today? I think I am feeling the positive friends. I'm somebody who really picks up on the energy of others and really feeds off of how other people are feeling. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when I have positive friends, I'm able to pick up on that positivity, and that really helps fuel my energy and, and puts me in a good mindset. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Definitely the idea of matching your friends' energies or matching those that you work with their energy. Mm -hmm. And then that overall, I always feel like makes like a great connection between people. Yes. So it always feels like a really positive playing field. Mm -hmm. For me today, I feel similar to Miss Finale, not with the reading, but healthy activities, (laughs) because we got our musical up and running now. Um, for those who are interested, it is Little Women. We are starting, we are, well, we're in progress doing our music rehearsal. So it's really nice to be back into being a part of a show after mm-hmm. months of a lot of silence. It was a lot of silence for the theater community, but now it's like the world's picking itself back up again. So it's really cool mm-hmm. to be a part of that. Yeah, if you think about it, like this time last year is when everything like COVID was first mm-hmm. happening. And it's crazy to like be here a year from then and yeah. just how we're managing and how everything's so different. Yeah, in 10 days, I have it marked on my phone. In 10 days, it's going to mark the one year since quarantine or since the lockdown began. Because I know it was uh, March 13th where everything stopped. It was crazy. Right. We really, we were having all sorts of meetings um, with the administrative team talking about what things might look like, what we might do. And um, and then it all really came together on that that one day when we Mm -hmm. sent everyone home with all of their stuff and said at that time that we'd see them in two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) It ended up being a little bit longer. A little bit, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, you know, we're here wearing a mask, which yeah. I'm totally fine with. I don't Just mind thankful it. to be back, right? Of course, definitely. Yeah. Starting our episode with anger. Obviously, we all know what anger is, but 
what would you define anger to be? So first I want to touch on the feeling wheel. We have all of these like core feelings, bad, fearful, angry, um, depressed, sad, happy, surprised. So anger is one of those core feelings. So our primary emotions are actually how we feel. And when looking at the wheel, whether or not you have it in front of you, um, it kind of makes it a little tricky to like understand what our actual, like what we're actually feeling at that point in time. Our primary emotions, we're angry, we're happy, we're sad. And we may say we're feeling like let down, maybe a friend um, didn't treat us the way we wanted. And deep down, we're actually feeling betrayed or like resentful. Or another example is maybe we feel humiliated because something happened in class and maybe we were put on the spot and we didn't know the answer. But in actuality, you're feeling disrespected or you're feeling ridiculed. So, you know, we always say that like we're angry, but in truth, we're actually feeling like something else, something underlying. But we are just so used to using those secondary emotions. That's what we label like our feelings and how we feel to others. So... When, you, when you're in conversation, David, like, are you saying, oh, I feel disrespected because you put me on the spot? You say, no, I feel angry, right? Yeah. That's like your, that's your go-to. Angry, happy, sad. But in actuality, there's so many like underlying descriptive words that we're actually feeling. So it sounds like it's this just like this wall of like that always comes up when you're talking about your feelings. It's just like, I'm always feeling this. Yes. Or I always feel this like certain type of way. Mm -hmm. But behind that wall is the truth. Yeah. Wow. Miss Riley, what are your thoughts on that? So I'm wondering if sometimes people are so uncomfortable with the idea of the primary emotion that they're using other descriptors to avoid feeling like some of the power of that primary emotion. Mm -hmm. there's, I think there's a lot yeah. of people that aren't comfortable being angry. And so that can be disguised as something else because of that discomfort. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that thought process of I feel uncomfortable, but I don't want to say I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. So mm -hmm. I'm going to just totally switch that emotion into anger. Yeah. Our norm is that we just say we're angry or I'm happy today, not I feel ecstatic today because I get to go outside and get some fresh air. You also, just say, I'm happy. Also, no one just says that in the conversation. I can't <laughs> remember the last time someone said, after I said, how are you? They're like, oh, I feel ecstatic. Like, I don't think anyone talks You're like right. that anymore. So, mm -hmm. so with that, I was wondering, what are some of the cause common reasons nowadays to feel anger through a normal day? I know for me, at least, I'm like, I wouldn't say I get angry, more I get frustrated. So with that, it's like always like the Wi-Fi issues at home. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was about to say wearing masks, but I'm totally content with that now. But in the beginning, I was like, I don't like wearing them. I was frustrated by them. But yeah. now it's like totally a part of our normal day-to-day -day life. But um, and then on top of that, I feel like the big one for feeling anger is school. I feel like that's a common one for at least myself and among several other high schoolers. Just the under or over like work of just like going to school every day, or at least being virtual every day, getting all these assignments, completing all assignments, and then just going to bed and then waking up and doing the exact same thing every day. And especially for those um, fully remote kids, that must be a totally repetitive thing to get out of bed, go to the desk, go on to Zoom for what, like seven, eight hours a day, mm -hmm. then just stop that and then you're still at the desk typing up all your homework, you submit it, then you go to bed. 
then you wake up, you do the next thing every day, and you do that for the rest of the year or however long this lasts. Like mm-hmm. you feel all these emotions that you then attach it to one big emotion, which would be anger. Mm-hmm. Could be one of them. Yeah. So with that, you can just get angry at your parents about it or you can get angry at towards your peers or your teachers about having you do the same thing every day or getting angry towards um maybe even yourself Mm -hmm. for not doing something right or always doing the same thing and wanting to branch out anger comes up a lot for me when something isn't going the way that i planned i feel like personally i don't like change or like new unfamiliar things Mm -hmm. and especially when I have like this whole plan in my head of how something is going to turn out and I'm going to say and do these things. And then, you know, maybe something will like arise during that where I have to like change course or it just doesn't go how I want. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a really common reason for me, like for my anger that I have noticed. Yeah, I think beyond the, the little flashes of anger that you get in the course of the day when someone cuts you off in traffic or there's, you know, Mm -hmm. some sort of mild little burst. Um, I think for me, a lot of it is directed internally. You might have noticed I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Are we all though? Just like a little bit. <laughs> all right. Maybe I'm a little more than a little bit. All right. <laughs> and um, so when I'm not able to deliver at the level that I'd want to, I think um, I'll experience some anger towards myself. Um, in in wanting to be better. And Mm -hmm. in a sense, it's a motivator, so that's good. On the other hand, I think sometimes it's important to give ourselves a break and and cut ourselves a little bit of slack. Yeah, I feel like especially in today's climate of just um, all the Zoom meetings and all the working from home and all the Mm -hmm. going back and forth, it definitely feels like a lot of pressure and a lot of work. So I like that thought that you had right there about cutting yourself a bit of slack. I feel like we all deserve, after almost a year of this crazy world that we've been living in, we do deserve like a little bit to be like, here I am, a year later, I have made it so far, and I should be proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. definitely not just wallowing yeah. yourself in just that Just like showing anger. yourself some grace. Yeah. Yeah. And really, when you think about everything that we've accomplished in the past year, despite all of the issues we've encountered. You know, I look at what the teachers are doing in the classroom and they're doing things that we wouldn't have even been able to imagine a year ago. Uh And Mm -hmm. I look at just the tremendous things that our students are doing in terms of community service or the extra effort that they're putting in to their activities or athletics in order to make it happen. Um, So I think in addition to cutting ourselves some slack, there's also the giving ourselves some credit. And um, I think I'm... I'm really impressed with with what everyone's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to give myself credit right now for making this podcast. <laughs> it's going to totally give me that now. This was like year in the making. Did, mm-hmm. I, did you ever know that? No. Yeah, I've been, I wanted to do this since my junior year. Then COVID happened and we got mm-hmm. totally stopped. Now here we are. All right, I'm giving video. you credit too then. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Miss Riley, obviously being now our school principal and also having been a vice principal, being our vice principal as well for a couple of years. Do you know the number? Almost five. Five years? Wow. So you've definitely had your share of handling students that have had outbreaks of anger or just experienced anger throughout the day. So I saw that. (laughs) Yes, yes, there have been a few. So after all of that you've seen, what do you believe is the most common reason for anger amongst high schoolers? Coming from a teacher's perspective. I think that one thing that causes anger is... The fact that a lot of teenagers are misunderstood. Hmm. And in that misunderstanding, 
sometimes that stems from adults or other people not always being able or being willing to listen. And so when you're feeling unheard, when you're feeling disrespected, when you're feeling misunderstood, I think that builds up a lot of frustration and, um, and anger, really. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I try to do in my office is make sure that everyone feels as if they have a voice and that they're able to express their perspective, where they're coming from, and um, be able to make their point clear, even if it's something I might not agree with, even if I need to give a consequence. You know, I want to make sure that everyone feels respected and and understood because otherwise that anger just continues to escalate Mm -hmm. and and that's not productive for anybody. Yeah. I like that thought that you have about um, being unheard because now coming from the student's perspective, it definitely does feel like that at times. I can't say in school you have disciplined me. I cannot, I can say that publicly out here. I've not been, I've been a good kid. I've been a good noodle. So, (laughs) but at home there's definitely been those experiences where my thoughts or my ideas haven't been heard well or they haven't been heard at all. So there's definitely that thought of just like, I want to be heard, let me be heard. And then that just builds up. So that can build up over seconds. It can build up over minutes of just wanting to be in that conversation. Then that can just lead to an outbreak. So I can definitely say I've had my experience of dealing with that. Um, But it is important to realize that your time will come. I think that's the big thing to realize that it is a conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's always just, it's always great to chime into a conversation because a one person conversation is kind of boring. So, cause talking <laughs> to a wall, I don't think is a fun. So, um, mm-hmm. but I definitely love the idea of always remembering you're still a part of the conversation. Don't just feel like you're just because you're being, or you feel silence just for these few minutes or few seconds. You could still jump back in, but of course, just let the other person or other people talk. And I think being able to articulate, I'm not feeling heard, is really important because sometimes the person that you're interacting with needs that reality check. Because I don't know that people are, are generally being dismissive or generally not listening to the other person. Sometimes they just need to be brought back to reality in aware of the fact that maybe they need to spend a little more time listening to the other perspective. Mm-hmm. Miss Stanley, what are your thoughts? Um, I would agree. Like, it's, you know, a lot of the time adolescents in school and, like, administration are not on the same page, especially when it comes to, like, disciplining. So I think it's so great that you acknowledge that we need to hear students' voices and we need to take into consideration what they're saying. Um, it's, it's definitely hard because not all administration, not all teachers and students are going to click but that's okay as long as we still show each other the respect, give each other the opportunity to share how they're feeling. Um, I I don't think I was ever really in trouble in high school either, I can say that. Um, but I had friends that were in and out of like suspension, in-school suspension, out-of-school suspension, really disliked some teachers just because they didn't get along, they didn't share the same viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So I've seen like my friends just angry with the school, like thinking, you know, the school is like out to get them or administration's out to get them. Um, so it's it's definitely nice to hear that, like, you know, administration, they do care about you. They care about what you have to say um, and they value your feedback and your opinions. We really do. The reason 
we're here is is for the students. So to discount their perspective, all 1,100 of them, um, <laughs> I think it would really defeat the purpose of, of what we're all trying to do. So on the record, right here in front of you two, my door is honestly open and my inbox is really definitely open. Um, so <laughs> anyone who feels like they're not being heard and wants to be heard, mm -hmm. reach out to me. Let me know. We'll have a conversation. We'll work through whatever's going on and uh, just know that we're accessible. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for putting that out there. Yeah, and I can definitely say on a student level too as well because I know a lot of kids, they don't want to talk to adults. They don't feel like, because they feel like they're not the right kind of person they want to talk to. I will say publicly out here too, not to take your spotlight away. I totally, <laughs> what you just did was great, but I just would like to throw it my, my hat into the ring as well, saying that I am also available for students that want to talk to other students because talking to peers always feels easier than talking to parents. I agree. Mm -hmm. I love that. So Ms. Tinelli, is your, are you now open too? Of course. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, myself, Dr. Velderman, we're, we're here. The whole counseling department as a whole, we are here for our students. Everyone loves helping everybody else. Yeah, I feel like that's why, you know, we went, myself and Ms. Riley went into education because we want to help kids. We want to make a difference. We want their voices to be heard. Mm -hmm. Anger, sadness, all those big emotions too. We want to hear them. So with, it sounds like communication is a great way to control frustration and control being unheard. But what do you think are some other ways we can manage that kind of like frustration and overall, what, what are some ways that we can manage anger? I think what has worked for me is just like taking a step back, removing myself from the situation, um, thinking, you know, what triggered my anger? What has made me so upset? Am I entirely responsible or are there other factors that come into play? Um, what would I have said differently to avoid like being in the situation? And then how can I remedy the situation? It's just always helpful, helpful for me to like take a step back, regroup, calm down, go from like a hundred to, to one. <laughs> um, and just, you know, like take in what the other person is saying and listen has helped me. Ms. Riley? Compartmentalizing is not helpful. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I do a lot of. And I think it's probably healthier to actually allow yourself to really fully feel the emotion mm -hmm. and be able to process the emotion rather than tucking it away and thinking you'll deal with it later. Mm -hmm. So when you're in the moment, even though it may be uncomfortable to be angry or it may not feel very good to be angry, it really is better to to process that and experience that instead of, like I said, compartmentalizing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Bottling the emotions and just being like, I'll take care of this later is not the healthiest way because you say that, that you'll do it one time and then you just do it over and over and over again and then it'll all just build up and it won't. Mm -hmm. It'll lead to things that could lead worse than just feeling the yeah. anger angered that one time and then it could re like lead to like a really bad lashing out against one person that didn't deserve yeah. it you could like start to resent that person mm -hmm. so what i like to do in that kind of a situation is if it's possible i like to go on runs actually is like my way of like dealing with anger and stress because it means that i can just then push myself and keep going and mm -hmm. keep going and I want to take all that anger and I want to put it into something that's going to benefit me. 
mm-hmm. until I'm tired. And, yeah. then, and then once I'm tired, I always, and then I ask myself, what's next? What am I going to do next to benefit me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, David, I'm wondering, like, after those runs, do you acknowledge that you need to go back and revisit the situation and fix it, make amends with the person or? Definitely make amends is like the one thing I want to be sure because I always want to look out for people and I want to make sure people are okay. Mm-hmm. And if I'm able to go up to that person and be like, hey, I'm sorry for how I acted, then that's the first thing I would do. Mm-hmm. If it's something that's internally for myself that I'm frustrated with, so let's just say it's the, let's just say it's a lot of homework. Let's say like that's like the big issue. I would then go on the run and then I'd be like, all right, let's come back, take a shower, come right come right back to the schoolwork and be like, all right, let's take this one thing at a time instead of Mm -hmm. trying to look at it at a whole. Recognizing that it is a lot, it's going to, it will take a while to get through, but let's just start with the easiest thing. Mm -hmm. And then it's just going from there. Yeah, I think it's so important that, you know, if we take a step away that we go back and we revisit the experience and the situation because you're not solving anything by brushing it off and, saying, oh, well, whatever, because I'm sure deep down you're, it's not whatever, you feel some kind of way about what's happened. And it's not healthy, like Miss Riley said, to just push it aside for your mental health. Yeah, it's saving yourself later because bottling it up is just gonna make it worse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now I just thought about it, a great way to think about it is like a water balloon. <laughs> it's, which is weird, <laughs> but like, if you think about it in a way, if like, Every time you bottle it up is like a drop of water. It's gonna, and it's like, okay, well, it's one little time. It's not gonna, ha- it's not gonna affect me. It's not gonna affect the water balloon. Mm-hmm. But then it keeps building. And then it's gonna get worse and, op- and worse. And then one day it's gonna pop. So it's like, oh, a good way to think about it is then, okay, so how can I not fill up that water balloon? Mm-hmm. How can I not bottle this away? What can I do? Which then can lead right back to the uh, sources wheel. So I know I just mentioned healthy activities. Mm-hmm. Um, and def- definitely I feel like it can reach out to um, mentors and positive friends as well with what mm-hmm. we all said about communication and reaching out to the friends. Yeah, family support family too. Family support as well. That connection. Um, it definitely falls um, like around mental health as well. Mm-hmm. And I believe also medical access as well. Like the, um, going to s- someone professional to talk to about these, mm-hmm. um, all these feelings and like what's happening. I think also the fact that feelings really can manifest themselves in physical ways. Mm-hmm. And so if you are chronically feeling a certain way, that can show up as an ulcer, it can show up mm-hmm. as migraines, yeah. it can show yeah. up in a lot of ways that physically affect you. So having that access to the, the medical resources becomes even more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Any other questions, guys? No. I think that's it. All right. Well, then, this has been episode three of the Source of Strength podcast. So tune us in next time where we're going to discuss the next segment of the What Helps Us movement, which is sadness. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at HVSources. And if you want to listen to any other episodes or any other student digital content, you can find it at HVSPN.com. But until then, see you next time. And Miss Riley, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me.